I'm Carolyn Holzman, and this is Confessions of an SEO. Confessions is me recounting my experiences in SEO, both as an SEO and as an SEO tester. Through testing, I can watch Google's feet, and I don't have to wait for an announcement. So if you are an independent or agency SEO, I definitely get you. If you're a business owner or a stakeholder, I was a local business owner for a long time, and I understand you're trying to understand better. My advice, please stay receptive. Remember, you are not an SEO, no matter how smart you are. And micromanaging just is not the right solution. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 14 of Confessions of an SEO. Now, does anybody else outside of me remember those long family road trips, sitting in the back seat, not being able to see where you were going because you couldn't see over the front seat and constantly wondering, are we there yet? If you're an SEO, you might feel like that when it comes to this recent update. Basically, are we done with this update yet? So you're not losing your mind. If you heard about Google saying the update is over, but when you look at your site and the data from your site, it's still not where it was or It is finally where you'd like it to be, but you have no idea what got rewarded. Things appear to be in flux. And this is really only noticeable if you are looking at the same thing daily, over and over and over, over time. And it's not something that the average searcher is going to see unless, I guess, suddenly all the the results are in Chinese characters. Now, the thing about us as SEOs is we are always checking. You know, it's, it's, I guess, measurement in some form, right? And it's really hard to tell the difference between, oh, I don't know, um, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, and a diligent SEO or an anxious SEO. You know, I guess the question that, that if you're not an SEO, the the question is probably like, why should it matter so much to us to know if an update is over? And I'm beginning to think that a lot of what we've seen before in our results over time as SEOs in our career, that the lack of results that we've experienced, a lot of times I think is more that we don't know how to recognize when Google is open for business and when they are not. I'm going to hang in there with you to the end. Don't worry. I'm not going to leave you there. I'm going to explain all of that. So I'm not at all saying that we're not smart. I, I think we work from a range of assumptions that just may not be accurate. So when we do something that used to work just fine to push a page up, but it doesn't, We all automatically assume operator error. It's our fault. We're not good SEOs. We suck. All right, now that's possible. But when you're dealing with high-level, long-time experienced SEOs, and they are having the same result, I don't think that you can just assume that it's operator error. And here's the other interesting little tidbit. High-level experienced SEOs are not always the loudest ones in the room telling you what you should be doing. Now, 
if you follow the um, indexation research that I've been doing for now, gosh, it's almost 600 days. It's like 598. I can't remember. Anyway, um, if you if you watch my crawl or no crawl reports, um, two Fridays ago or three Fridays now, um, I had Marie say us on uh, crawl or no crawl, and we shared some of our data. And she had these really cool Search Console graphs that she had from the dates of previous updates. And it looked like where impressions and traffic went down, but everything else stayed up. And then suddenly, um, you know, in the middle, Google would announce that the update, update was over. But it took a little bit of time after the update before the sites went back up. And looking, comparing the, the dates, you know, sometimes they're around the 30-day mark. And, so, and then there were some where, like, either it would go back up to where it was around that 30 days, you know, prior to the update, or it would tank miserably. And we talked a lot about um, a phenomenon that occurs around the same time. And a lot of it is um, Google announces an update, and then Google announces the end of an update. Sites still get slung around, um, kind of like the Incredible Hulk swinging Loki around like a doll on the concrete, you know. At this point, you know, the question is, are we there yet? Are we through the update? And where we are, like, right, right now, I don't think so. Ted Kibitis on his show, uh, SEO Fight Club this week, had Maria, uh, had Maria on to look at the data and compare it to some of his data from previous updates. And I remember back in 2020, there was one update that, lasted for I want to say I can see this I can see the slide in my head but I I think it's a, it was around 40 or 45 days you know most of them lasted around 30. Now the thing to take away from all of us from, from this is that there seems to be a rollout of a core update and then there's a phase where it seems like only some sites are held back as if Google might be doing a a spot check to see, based on the search results, did that update go well? And then once they have some measure of certainty over a small portion of the index, that's when they push out all the previously scored pages, and it kind of looks and feels like, oh, no, there's another update. And, and truthfully, it's probably more accurately called an aftershock, kind of like a, the kind that an earthquake has. But... After that update is over and then they have this little aftershock, um, a week or so later, things return to a new normal. And it is then and only then that we can determine if we were truly hit after an update or not. Now, the problem is most people decide they've been hit or not hit after Google makes the announcement that they're done. And so then they gleefully go moving forward to try and if, if they think they were hit, they're going to make some changes. Then we have this aftershock. So again, I, I think when people decide that they're hit, they want to start tweaking things on their site. 
they make changes. And they expect within 24 hours that they're going to see improvement. Now, they're not wrong because this is normally the time frame when we're not in an update. If we make some tweaks within 24 hours, we have a pretty good idea if it was beneficial or not because our pages or our page or pages, which how many we do, they go up more than four spots. Now, you know, Google will go up one or up one, down one, up two, down two all day long. That's not really an improvement. So that's why I say like, you know, four pages, four spots or more. Um, but when you're in the back end of a core update, like where we are, that is not how things work. So why is it so bad, I'll use the word, to make changes in the hope of making things better for yourself or your client during this time? All right, so you know the old saying, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but in football there's a saying that when you throw the ball, three things can happen, two of them are bad. In SEO, when you make changes to pages that drop, but you make those changes sort of within that update or within the back-end phase of an update, four things can happen, and three of them are bad. <laughs> so let's just start with what's the good thing, right? You could find that there's nothing at first. You make the change, and days go by, and you don't see any benefit. You don't make any more changes, and then suddenly, boom, you shoot up. All right, that's a good one. So what the three bad ones are, first off, nothing happens at all. Second of all, nothing happens at first, but after a period of time, you drop even further down because let's say you might have hit the that MC4 tripwire. I have a, an episode on what the MC4 is. I won't go into it here, um, but look for it. Um, and then the fourth thing, you have nothing at first, but then afterwards you drop down even further because you changed or removed some beneficial factors or some beneficial ratios that were helping you. So ultimately the problem is making decisions without reliable data measurements. And you cannot get reliable data measurements in an update. So making decisions for the sake of doing something you have a three in four chance on each factor to hurt your page or your client's site. Patience doesn't mean doing nothing. And patience is the hardest thing for an SEO, even when we're not in an update. But during an update, impatience can cause wise people to do foolish things. So everyone tells us to wait to make changes on pages that have dropped. But we can't just do nothing, right? But, but what can we do? You know, we're told what we can't, but what can we do? I have yet to find keyword research not to be a fertile field for discovering new search phrases related to the topics I might be working on. You know, um, there's opportunities for press releases. You find some news story that's related to what you do. And again, those press releases, they may not change the needle in the short term, don't stop, right? I'm not saying add backlinks for the sake of adding backlinks, but when you can do press releases and you can create social media posts out of them, those are all things that you can do. Um, another thing is diversifying the sources of new, of new business. Now that's really for a business owner, right? Unless you are the one who, who is, it's your site. Um, 
but it might be a conversation to have with a business owner. And I think it, I said it last week, if you're expecting 100% of your new business to come from Google Maps and organic results, expect to have a volatile business. Let's do the math. If Google has three core updates every year, and let's say two of them last 30, the 30 days, but one feels kind of like that cough that won't go away, and it lasts about 45. You add all those up, potentially there are 105 days in the calendar year that you might not be getting the business you used to get from Google. 100 days. That's almost a third of the year. Is that your SEO's fault? No. No, it is not. <laughs> I'm just going to say categorically, if Google has decided to force some of your content to play dead in the SERPs, there is nothing you can do to bring it back until Google decides to take its foot off its neck. Now, the saddest thing about this is during these times, you know, this is, this is either, uh, well, this is a time where an SEO can be fired. If, if the business owner hasn't been prepared and they don't know any better, you can see why they might think my SEO choice sucked. Here's what I see is worse. A professional SEO not knowing what they're seeing is out of their hands. And they don't know this, so they know that something's not right. So they talk to their clients and they say, I can resurrect this content within two weeks. And therefore, they have orchestrated, in trying to help a client, they've orchestrated their own demise in that relationship. This is sobering. Yeah, I know. It's Friday. We should be talking fun things, right? Okay, but let me, let me tell you how this information intersects into the indexation research. You know it's going to get there, right? We had a Search Console page uh, report update. Wednesday night, Wednesday night into Thursday. And all of our search consoles uh, updated and up to the uh, uh, April 3rd, right? So that was the date. So in search console, if you do reports, you know, that's going to be really, even if you run them on the, the 7th or the 8th, there's always two day lag in between. So your, your data isn't complete as long as you're, you're looking on the same days you're searching. Hope that makes sense. In looking at the server logs, 2 a.m. to 2 p.m. on April 6th, there were lots of crawls where Google looked for every domain that was on that hosting provider, and it looked for a sitemap, a robots text file, and an ads text file. And it wasn't just a crawl. They went all the way to make sure they were crawling the correct URL. There were a lot of validation calls. Now, if you don't know what I mean by that, um, they let's say they went to the HTTP version, the unsecured version, and then another crawl, they went to the secured, the HTTPS of the same URL. To go a little bit on the technical side, basically one of those crawls pulled typically 301s or a forwarded status and the other pulled a 200 status. And that's what I mean by validation crawl. They find the one that doesn't work, and then they confirm the one that does. Now, as a side note, you know, this is why it is so important 
to make sure you set the non-secured version of your site to forward to the secured. Google actively checks for it. So if you get a 200 status on both, that means that Google is crawling all of your pages twice. One set they're crawling is the unsecured version, the HTTP, and the other is the, the secured version, HTTPS. And Google sees those, even though it's the same URL and just that one little letter missing after the P, Google sees those as two different pages, even though they're exactly the same content. So now you have a huge duplicate content issue in the truest sense of the word. Two URLs that lead to the same page of content on your site. So now back to the story on the indexation between the hours of 2 a.m. and 2 p.m. on April 6th. While all of this was happening with all the, um, the site maps and the robots text files, the rendering bots, the ones that have a Chrome build to them, they were suspiciously absent during that period of time. So basically 12 hours, they went through every single site that I was looking at, and these are multiple server logs, pulled the site maps, the robots text files, and the ads text files. Between those two events, that's the page report update in Search Console, and then the volume of crawling these directive files, the files that tell Google where pages can be found and if they are allowed in Google's index. A lot of people on the morning of April 6 reported huge gains in ranking. Sadly, some reported huge losses in ranking. I think it's hardly likely that the huge increases or decreases resulted from the skill or the lack of skill of the SEOs involved. I'd say it's more likely Google pushed out their freshly rescored results, and it may be coming from various data centers. You know, it's not all resident in one. They have to sort of spread things around. All of this could be, be propagating. This could be a propagation period so that those large drops, you know, are they permanent? Are they temporary? Well, if Google is propagating a lot of this new um, rescore data, pushing it out, it could be a period of time before all of the data centers are, are carrying the same information. So while it's propagating, it would seem afterwards, after that um, 2 p.m. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time on April 6, uh, it would appear that Google sent their box bots back to re-render crawl the content using their Chrome bots. We might almost be there. Well, that's it for this week. Check out Crawl or No Crawl Reports for new findings in the ongoing indexation research. Thank you to the supporters of Confessions. Thank you for being a listener. Please come back and bring a friend. It's been my pleasure to be with you, and I will see you in the service.